Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring world-renowned animal communicator Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey, everybody. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching humans and animals how to understand each other better. You can log on to thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com. For all things animal communication, as well as other services and tips provided by Laura the Pet Psychic, uh, call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Chat room is open. I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Sahara. We have Kendra and, oh, actually, I don't think Kendra's here today, Deanna and Christine on the phones. So thank you, ladies. Um, hi, Laura. Hey there, I. How are you? I'm doing great. So I heard you told me um, Stormy's doing very well today. Yeah, Stormy's been good. You guys, we've been, uh, we, Stormy had, was due for his blood panel, and last year he had really high liver enzymes, and he has adrenal functions were not working very well, and they were very concerned about him last year. And last year, Stormy asked his vet, how long his vet thought Stormy was going to be alive. Stormy's my Australian shepherd, who's 14 next week. And um, the vet answered Stormy, I expect you to be around six months to a year. And Stormy said, well, he was going to get better and he was going to to go longer than that. Mm -hmm. And so it's been over a year. It's been 14 months and he just got another blood test and it's pretty much close to perfect. Oh, my gosh. I know his adrenal functions are fine, and uh, his liver enzymes are slightly elevated, and they said that that's normal for his age. So all in all, the vet was amazed at his blood panel. Good job, Storm King. And for all of you listening, Storm King is Laura's uh, shepherd. What kind of dog is he? He's an Australian shepherd. Australian shepherd. With a tail. With a tail. Very important. And a funky hairdo. <laughs> Most important. <laughs> well, good job, Stormy. I'm so glad he's doing well. I know. I'm so amazed by him. I've been dancing around the house telling him how glad I am that he's healed himself. I know. It's just, it's really good. And good for you for doing everything that you do for him. I know. We're shooting for 18. I want him to be 18 years old. Yeah. How about 30? Let's just go for it. 30. Do you know what? I met a German shepherd once that was 23 years old. Oh, my gosh. No joke. And this German shepherd looked like she was 23 years old, (laughs) but she's 23. That's amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. I like that she looked like she was 23 years old. Yeah, she definitely looked, but she was still walking. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Maybe if um, any of you, any callers out there um, have a pet that's uh, very senior, give us a call, like an old senior, you know. We'd like 
talk to them. That would be fun. Yeah, like over 20. I would love over to hear 20, yeah. over 20. Yeah, let's we call in. We should do a catch over 20 day. That would be really cool. Let's do it. Callers, call in. Or at least call in and tell us so we can call you next time. Um, our yeah. first caller we have on the line is Janae, and um, she has a cat named Phoebe, who is a calico and is six year old, six years old. Lately, she's been urinating outside the litter box. Naughty girl, what's happening? Let's find out. Uh, so, Janae, tell us uh, what what when did this start? Um, this has been starting. I feel like the past was well, maybe two months ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. It happened a long time ago when she was younger, and then it stopped, and now it's happening again, and it's very consistent, and we don't know what's going on with her. And what have you done? Have you done anything? Have you taken her to the vet? We took her to the vet, and she is one healthy cat. There is nothing wrong with her. We thought it would be a UTI or something like that, and um, that's not the case. So so where does she pee? She pees um, in the formal living room. Um, we have the little box right next to this, like, carpet area, and she will pee in the carpet and go in the carpet, I mean, on the carpet, and then also in the litter box, which is right next to the spot that she likes to go. So we don't know why that particular area. So, what, so I'm sorry, so you put a litter box in the, in the dining room? Yeah, the formal living room, because she, just okay. recently, because she keeps going over there, so we're thinking, well, maybe... It'll encourage her to go into the litter box if the litter box is where she likes to go. Um, oh, I mean, and so she's going to that same place. So it's pretty much just that place that she's going outside the litter box. Yeah. Mhm. And how often is she doing it? Do you know? Oh, actually, every day. <laughs> oh my gosh, is she using the litter box at all? Yeah, she is. She's that's that's the weird part is she's using the litter box here and there. And then she'll go right outside of the litter box. And then she'll go every right single outside day. the litter box. Okay. So, um, and so does the litter box have a top? Yes, it does. Okay. So, for all of you out there, the number one reason cats pee outside the litter box is because of the top. Oh, really? And the reason being is, as you may know, for some of you, that cat urine is extremely strong. Yeah. And... If they're feeling, if an animal is feeling a little off, if a cat is feeling like a little not well, mm-hmm. um, that the intensity of the smell of that urine in the box sometimes is too much for them to handle. Um, and what also happens is sometimes people won't scrub the top, but they'll when they clean the litter box, but they'll scream, they'll they'll um, do the bottom part. Okay. And so. It's a peak. It's stuck on the top. So regardless of whether that's the reason or not, we're going to find out what exactly her reason is. Okay. Regardless of that, I always try and make it the best place for them to go. Okay. Um, So I would take the top off. The second most common reason is dusty litter. So like any clay clumping litter. Mm -hmm. Um. That sometimes gives them sinus problems, and they get that in their eyes. So you want to make sure that it's not a clay-based litter. Oh, okay. Good. Is yours no. clay? What was that? Is yours clay? What do you use? Um, It's fresh scoop. I'm not really sure if there's clay in it. I have to double-check. 
Yeah, but and you so using it for a really long time. Do you scoop it every day? Yeah. Good, good. Okay, let's ask her. Why is she peeing outside the litter box? I've been getting so many calls for this lately. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I used to have a cat named Peavy, too, when I was a kid. <laughs> good name. I want to tell my mom I'm mad. I'm mad a little bit. Why is she mad? I feel like I've been having less social time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think that's kind of right. I don't feel like you pay enough attention to me. Oh. (laughs) And when I'm peeing outside the litter box, I feel good when I'm doing it. Phoebe, why do you feel good when you're doing it? Because it makes me feel tough. (gasps) Tough? Why does she need to feel tough? And it makes me feel like I'm in control of things. Phoebe, why do you need to feel tough? Your mom wants to know. Just because I get insecure. Oh. I need a lot of love and a lot of the time. Okay. And she's feeling left. Yeah, and if you don't give me playtime, and if you don't give me snuggles, I get really upset. Okay. And I need those special. And I need those special treats. Okay, good. I've been doing that just recently more often. So, um, what can you do with her? Can you play with her more often? Can you have like a scheduled playtime, like every day you come home from work or before you go to bed? Yeah, I definitely can. And I've actually noticed that I don't, I have been working some long hours lately and I come home and then we get ready for bed and then she'll come snuggle with me. But we haven't been playing a lot. And I actually thought she wasn't a very playful cat. She just liked to like lay on my lap and stuff. So I didn't really think much of it as she needed a lot of playtime. So I guess I'm going to have to um, just play with her more. Can you play with her in the morning before you go? Yeah, I can definitely do that. Um, is she says she wants she wants to play like play wrestle, which is like like okay. a like you. Do you know what that means with her? Yeah, I little, do. She likes to flop around, and I rub her belly and stuff like that when <laughs> I do get to play with her. So yeah, I that's what she wants. Okay. Will she be okay when um, she moves with me? We're going to move to another city. I'm afraid to take her out of her house. Yeah, as long as I get to stay with my mom. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's what I was worried about. Okay. It's really important I get to stay with my mom. Okay, Phoebe, this is important. You pee only in the box. And then if there's ever a problem and you want mom to play with you more, maybe you could meow at her or something or stare at her a lot. You've got to find another way to get your point across because peeing outside the box is not a good idea. That's not a good way to communicate with your mom. But maybe you could stare at her and tell her over and over again that you want to play more. you got to find another way to tell her. Okay. Okay. Okay, call us back and let us know how she does. Definitely. Can I ask one more question? No, you know, we got so many callers. I think we were just one question per caller. 
Okay, thank you so much. But call much. us back, Janae. Yeah, call us back. Okay, I will, definitely. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Oh, Phoebe. <laughs> she sounds like she's mad. I know, she's sassy little one. I know. <laughs> I was surprised that was the reason, actually. Really? <laughs> I was. I thought she was going to talk about the, like, kit, cat litter or something, like she didn't like it anymore. I know, and, like, I thought it was interesting that it was in the formal living room. Like, you think if she was mad, I don't want to give her any dot ideas, but I think that she would choose other places. Yeah, don't give her any ideas. Erase know, it out of I'm your mind. To, I'm trying to scramble my mind about what that place is to be. Okay, we have another cat caller. Um, I think it's a cat because it says a kitty so kitty's almost eight years um eight years old how's she feeling about getting another dog or a cat as a family member so let's talk to mom stephanie and find out about kitty is stephanie is kitty a cat i'm assuming yes yes (laughs) just making sure sometimes people name their animals different animals i know and what what is Kitty look like? She's black. She's solid black with bright green eyes. Oh, Little cute. Thing. She's beautiful. If I don't say so myself. <laughs> She's my pride and joy. So we had, long story short, we had a, a dog for 12 and a half years, and Kitty came into our family and worshipped the ground Mikey walked on, and we lost Macy. She passed on uh, March of 2001. And I just wanted to know I give her tons of attention, and she doesn't hiss or anything when she don't see dogs outside, but when she sees a cat, she hates them. She don't like anywhere, especially if I'm talking to one outside, she don't like it. And I didn't know how she felt, if she wanted me to start looking to adopt another dog or if she wanted to stay an only child. I just want to make her happy. Okay, let me get Kitty. Okay. Yeah, well, it depends on the dog. <laughs> a little white fluffy one would be okay. A little white fluffy one? I like little. Little, got it. Did you have a little dog before or did you have a big no. one? Well, she was about medium size, but she ran over all the time. <laughs> she was about 50 pounds, so Kitty's only nine pounds. She's oh. little, so... Can we have a dog smaller than me? I don't think so, Kitty, right? Or do you? Well, that's pretty small. I'll try my best. Yeah, that's a little too small, Kitty. Well, she knows how clumsy I am. I'm liable to step on it. She says, would we get an older one or a younger one? Whatever she wants. If she wants one that's younger than her, because she's almost eight, and she's Sent her own way, so I don't know if she'd rather she have. She wants one a little younger than her, and she's okay. wondering if you're going to feed it food out of a can. She wants me to feed it food out of a can. Yeah, she wants to know if you're going to feed it food out of a can. <laughs> what does she want me to do? I won't. I give her wet food. I'll give more than likely. Probably not, because that was just, I just did that to Macy, like, to give her medicine or when she's been a good girl or whatever. 
<laughs> don't have funny. separate dishes. <laughs> she says, can you tell my mom something? Yes. Can you tell my mom I love the way she talks to me? Oh. And I feel like when we lost our puppy, that we became closer. Yes. We did. We and did. I feel like I feel like my mom did a good job at grieving. Oh. She didn't <laughs> cry too long, and she was strong, and she accepted it, but she was still sad. And I want her to know I felt her sadness. Aww. I always hide, too, when I cry. If it's just something little, I'll go in the bathroom or something, because it drives her crazy. It tears her all to pieces. Sweetest <laughs> thing ever. See? <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Well, you'll have to Thank call you. us back when you find a dog, and we'll see how she likes it. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you, guys, for your being so lovely. Bye. Thanks for calling in. What was the uh what was her um her request again? A small ant a small dog? She wanted a small dog smaller than her and she's only nine pounds, so that had to be like a like, like a, a chihuahua or something. Or she wanted white and fluffy. Oh. <laughs> Maybe she knows aloha. I know. She needs aloha. That's so cute. What a little cutie. Aloha's eyes, little white and fluffy dog. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and she's pretty small. She's like a tiny little poodle. She's smaller than most poodles. She is pretty small, but she's not like a tiny. She's still got a good size, you know, still a hardy dog. She's still hardy. Okay, um, I wanted to go to one of our Facebook messages we had a little while ago. I think last week, Sherry... Um, and Freddie posted, we love your show. I'm hoping one day to make it onto your show. Um, being in rescue, we have a few animals we would love to understand, but right now uh, the most needed is Luca. So there's a picture of Luca, and um, he suffers severe anxiety and can't be left alone. Just want to help Luca feel confident and secure. His behavior is stressful to him and us. So let's find out um, if you could talk to Luca and describe what he looks like because I don't know what kind of dog that is. Yeah, so Luca is, God, it's hard to really say what he is. He almost looks like a, I only see part of him, but he looks like like maybe an Anatolian shepherd, but he looks like he has husky eyes. He has blue eyes, and they're kind of slanted like a husky, and he's a tan dog, almost like a tan I don't think he's pity, but he kind of has that coat of a pity. And um, he's got black and white around his muzzle. He's a little cutie. And his ears stand straight up. His ears almost look like they've been cropped, like like they crop pit bulls. Don't they? Yeah, Yeah, they do. Um, So you can look at his picture on on our Facebook page at the Pet Psychic Radio Facebook page. It's um, posted on the side. And when you're on that page, make sure you like it. Yes. So let's talk Um, to Luca, find out why he's suffering from anxiety. Luca. I get stomach aches. When I'm nervous, I get really bad stomach aches. And I feel like I can't find anybody. That gives me the worst stomach ache. 
Luca, honey, what can we do to make you feel better during those times? Do you know to lick and yawn and blink your eyes? And do you know that everyone's going to come back? That someone's always going to come back to get you? I don't know that. I feel like I'm going to be left. I feel like what would help me is a never-ending treat bowl. But that's probably not good, Luca, when you have a stomach ache. Yeah. And you feel like I need something for my body because it shakes. And I feel insecure. So what we need to tell Luca is that um, whatever happened, because he's a rescue, whatever happened in his past is an old memory. And now, now his new life is filled with love and it's filled with people who always care about him and his humans will always come back for him. But if for some reason something happens to his human now in, his, in this life, someone else will come for him. You know, yeah. because we don't want to say that, that I mean, there, sometimes there can be accidents, you know, and that we might not come back. But if we yeah. don't come back, somebody else will come back for him. He'll, he will always feel safe and someone will always come for him. Right. And I'll always be loved, he said. Yes, and you'll always be loved. And then we have to give him the tools of, like, what do you do when you have anxiety? Like, what what is something you can do? And that's when the calming signals come in. And the calming signals are body language that animals use to calm themselves, communicate with other animals, and they also use them to communicate with people as well. And some of these calming signals are blinking of the eyes, licking the mouth, um, yawning, looking and looking away, sitting down, stretching can be one, uh, fake sniffing is one too. And those are the, the main ones. And so when he starts to feel nervous, what he needs to do is blink his eyes, lick and yawn. And, and uh, it's really important that, that he knows those signals. He says, and also... I need something to help me. Can I have a calming spray? I like the calming spray. So maybe someone had sprayed at one point flower essences or something like that on him. Yeah. So he liked that spray. And also I like to hear people's voices. So maybe they could put the radio on for him or the TV on for him. The yeah. thunder shirts are helpful too, which is like a like a like a snug T-shirt to give him awareness of his body. And then I what I used to do sometimes when I could, left Ventura at home is I would always have like um, a bone, his chew bone, just for when I left, and then I would take it away when I came home. But it would be something he could look forward to while I was gone, and it was like the bone he got to chew when I wasn't home. That's right. That's right. And Ventura once Eyes Dog asked to listen to her music. He wanted her music played. That's true, he did. <laughs> and, and at the end of the show, right, we're going to get a peek of your music. We're going to get yeah. to hear one of your songs. Yeah, if we have time, we'll do it. I'll play one of my new tracks. Yeah. My new tracks. Let's see. Uh, let's go to a caller. We have uh, Gwen, who's an eight-year-old black-and-white border collie with Mom Marge. Um, she 
uh, herd sheep one day a week, and she's too fast and doesn't stop when we tell her to, is what Gwen is saying. I know, Um, Gwen. Oh, you do? Yes, I do. Awesome. Marge, you're on. Tell us what's going on with Gwen. Well, we're uh, hi there. I'm glad Stormy's doing better. Thanks, um, Mark. We we're having to do some remedial work with her uh, now. Actually, I have to work with her on a leash because she's going too fast behind the sheep, and she's not stopping fast enough when she's asked to. And until she gets these things right, we can't proceed to anything else in the herding. So we're sort of at a stalemate there we've done it god almost three years now and so, she's right and so she's she had it correctly and then she went backwards a little bit no 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 it's just she can't go forward until she goes uh really slowly behind the sheep when she's asked to and stops okay. quickly oh and yeah we, her, and what's her command to go slower does she have one easy Easy. Okay. Let's let's get Gwen and see what she has to say. I love the sheep so much. And it's hard to do easy because of the smell of them. I want to get closer for the smell of them. And sometimes I feel like I know more than my handler does. Well, she's probably right. And she says, "If I feel like if I do it my way, the sheep will go in the correct place." And so, but but she doesn't know more than her handler, right, Marge? Because you're the one you're being trained of what to tell her, and so there's right. reasons for why she needs to go easy. Right, and, and what yet. Excuse me. Yes, if I'd given her or let her go to the trainers, uh, you know, she probably would be a lot farther along. But she's my dog, and I'd like to be able to do it. And no, I'm not quite as fast as as they are. I'm still learning. Right. And but if she goes faster, is she going to make the sheep? spread apart or is she going to scare oh them? yeah yeah they run right into me and otherwise uh, she has to be, have them go very very slowly okay so sh- the sheep need to go slower so that they can be in a calmer place so that they yes. can pay attention yes to it her. scares them when she gets She's... too fast and she can't learn the next things in herding until she slows down okay let me tell her did you hear that, Gwen? You need to slow down because you're scaring the sheep and making them move too fast, and then they're going into mom. And if you slow them down, then the sheep will be able to pay attention to you more and to mom more, and then you'll be able to learn new things. Right. And that's get... really what you love doing is learning new things. Right. But if I slow down, I might miss the moment. No, she has to stretch her mind. Maybe you won't miss the moment. Maybe that's just a judgment. You have to open up your mind. Maybe you'll see that if you slow down, it will work better. Easy, 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 she says. You really should only have to say it once, not three times, right? 
Uh, it's all right to say it quietly again, but it's, yeah, like reminding her, reminding her. Because when she yeah. goes too fast, then she's just have to be put on a down, which seems to be hard on her feet on the new, uh, there's coarser sand on the new arena. It seems to hurt her feet going up and down. So I'm trying to also teach her she can stand. I shouldn't always have to go down when she comes behind the sheep. She can stand and stay. So we're working on that, too. That's... I like stand and stay. And I'm doing good at that. Uh, she... She's learning. She's learning. I'm having to practice at home on the leash every day. <laughs> she's so cute. I love her. When I want to hear that you're going to slow down, okay? You listen to your mom's easy and you slow down and you wait because you're going to see that the sheep are going to listen to you more. You need to have a little bit more patience. Just slow down and think patience. Patience, patience. Tell my mom I'm glad she's handling me. Well, I'm glad I too, and I know I'm not as fast as she is, you know. <laughs> I'm almost 75. I'm the only, like, really senior that's still out there upright. Everybody else lets the trainers do it. <laughs> I'm glad that you're doing it, and I bet she's going to get it. Just keep right. thinking. Is she, is she ready to go to the trainers for a couple days? I want to stay with you, Mom. This is this is the problem. I've got a chance to go to England for two weeks, and I don't dare leave her. <laughs> oh well. If you come with me, she says. I know. <laughs> They've got somebody else in the trailer now. <laughs> Aww. She still hadn't learned her calming signals, and she's still nippy when the dogs come up close enough to touch her. So that's. Oh. Still an issue. Well, I hope she gets better. I, well, I know I hope. she's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, keep it. Yeah, we'll do it. We appreciate your help. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Mark. Keep us posted. Be oh. good, Gwen. Easy, easy. She said it three times, right? <laughs> easy, yeah. Easy, easy. I know. She really should only have to say it once. She's a smart dog, that dog. She's real smart. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> okay, so our next caller, let's get to, uh, we have Rachel, who has a dog named Bella, 11 years old, Chihuahua, tan with four white socks and white stripe on her head. Uh, she died a year ago, and Laura, you talked to her and told Bella, we talked to her um, a while back on the show, um, that Bella wanted feathers next to her picture. She's now always coming across feathers now. So let's talk to Rachel and get an update. So, Rachel, tell us about your update. Hi, Laura. It's just Hi, really Rachel. cute. Hi. It's cute because we spoke with Bella. And it's just cute because I always come across feathers, and I just miss her so much. Sometimes I'd 
wake up in my bed and I could feel her next to me and I would just think, oh, that's Bella, you know, with me, but I just miss her so much and I just think in my mind to tell her how beautiful she is and and I tell her every day how much I love her, but, um, you know, I had her for 11 years and she was my, my everything. She was my heart and she was just ripped away from me, so... It's just so difficult. I feel really empty without her. You know what's but so I, amazing, Rachel, is that you know how you say that you feel her sort of in bed next to you? Yeah. Um, you, I think try and sort of think about it in a different way because what happens is when they come around you and you feel them, right, they, they come around you and they give you the sense of them and then they wrap their spirits around you. And then that brings that intense emotion. Hey, Rachel, are you on speakerphone? I am. I am. Yeah, we turn it off because it makes an echo. Okay, Mom. <laughs> so um, what happens is it um, they they come around you and they – that's like they wrap their spirit around you, and that what what comes is like that intense emotion, and you get that longing from her. But when you when you feel her in bed with you, think of it as like this miracle that you can feel her, and that you can feel her spirit that close to you, because people would do anything to feel what you're feeling, and that really is a gift. And if you can think of that more as like this magical moment then the sense of, like, being her ripped from you, it might give you a better feeling that, you know, that she's able to, like, always touch you that way. That really is remarkable. Yeah. Um, let's, let's see what she has to say to you. Let's see what she has to say. Thank you. I want to tell my mom that she's my gift. She's like the one that I love all the time. And when she feels me, it's me coming home to her. And I want her charges me. And it gives me energy to explore heaven. So I come home to her. She says, I love you, Bella. And then I can dance in heaven more. And, Mom, this is the deal. I send you little gifts of the feathers because I want you to know that I can manifest things on earth. And I can help you with your life. And right now, I need to be here. I need to be in heaven because I'm learning But when it's time for me to come back, I'll come back to you. I mean, I'll really come back to you. But right now, I need to be here. And think of it as Bella's adventure. Just think of it as me growing stronger. So when I come back in life, I can be really confident really brave and really social and really healthy 
and I'm not going to come back until I'm all those things. Aww. <laughs> so what's, you, what's so nice about that is that you know, when they come around us, like you see how she said that she feels like you're home and that you're charging her and giving her energy? Yeah. I think that's really amazing, too, because I don't always hear that. So it's really yeah. nice that you can still give her energy in heaven. And it's the thing with reincarnation is that it's so complex. And that the thought of her saying that maybe she could come back to you, you know, we don't know really, and she might not even know if a higher power has already set that in motion. Yeah. You know, we just don't know. You just know that when when she does come back, you'll be like magnets to each other. But also know this, that oftentimes right before they come back, you feel them sort of more distant. So if there's ever a time where you start to feeling her farther and farther away and her visits are less frequent, she's probably on her way back. Okay. Oh, I feel better. <laughs> oh, good. I'm sorry you miss her yeah. so much. I think it's so cool you sense her when she's around you. I think it's so special. Cool. Well, yeah. I still have her bed out, and all of her water bowl, water bowls are still full of water. So oh, they are <laughs> oh, that's huge. That's sweet. Oh, Rachel, thank you so much for sharing and calling us. Thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Thank. You. Oh, Bella, how sweet is she? I know. So, so amazing. Sweet. What a sweetheart. Oh. Oh, well, our next caller, let's see, um, who should we go to? Okay, we have uh, Terry, who has is uh, having some issues with her dog and her son. Her son is 24 years old. Her dog is 5 years old, a Border Collie uh, Chesapeake Bay Retriever. And they both live with her. But all of a sudden, the dog Dodger is not uh, getting along or kind of ignoring her son. So let's find out from Terry what's going on. Um, did I get that right, Terry? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, you did. Okay. So the ignoring started happening all of a sudden? Well, it's been about a year, and uh, Dodger's always been Sean's dog and trained, you know, and rode in trucks together, hunted together and everything. Then uh, then Dodger just started wanting to come to my bedroom and sleep in there. Sean moved out with his girlfriend. He came back because they broke up. And Dodger just, I don't know if he's still mad about that or what. He just doesn't want to, unless Sean wants to play with the tire together, he doesn't, he just ignores him and comes to me instead. <laughs> oh, Okay, let's see what's going on with Dodger. <laughs> my mom is really my person now. Uh-oh. She's like the one that feeds me, and she's really caring. She just gets me. And she says, you can be independent. But you can also be my lover. <laughs> I want Sean to know it's nothing against him. 
I just feel like my mom is a little bit more caring towards me. <laughs> she, he said that you train him more. Is that true? Do you do, like, little training with him? Yeah, I I did. Yes, uh-huh. In the beginning, uh-huh. I just like, I just, I just like her more. And so <laughs> what can we... What can we tell him? Can we tell him that he can be your dog, but he can still hang out with Sean? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, it might be that, like, he's also, Dodger's also saying, like, if I hang out with Sean, then maybe Sean might take me out of the house when I really want to be with Mom. But, like, if he knows that now he's, like, Mom's dog, then maybe he can hang out with Sean, too, and not feel like his home is threatened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, let's tell him that I would be happy for him and Sean to hang out together. That would make me happy, er, almost. I just love him being here too. Okay, did you hear that? Okay, you gotta do it. You gotta tell Sean this for me. Okay. Don't take it personal <laughs> if I walk past you. He what? If I walk past. You. Oh, <laughs> just her mom's my buddy. You're a great guy. I'll sit with you and watch TV, but I don't want to go hunting. Oh my! Why not? I don't like the noise. Oh. It's just hard on me. Oh, we didn't know that. We just thought he was being a little diva. <laughs> no. The noise hurts my ears. Oh, for Pete's sake. Okay. What if, can, you, can you do something for the ears, I wonder? Can you? I, <laughs> I know. I wonder, too. I mean, they have, uh, little, uh, they have little paw boots for the dogs, so why don't they have earplugs or something? They might. They might. Just tell Sean it's okay. You can get another dog. <laughs> well, there is another one that might be taking his hunting place, and so maybe he's just fine with that. Oh, yeah, he's okay with that. That's what it is. He's okay with it. Oh, for Pete's sake. Okay. Well, there you go. No, Dodger. Dodger, honey, hang out with your, with, with well, maybe he's your brother now. Hang out with. <laughs> Hang out with your brother, and it's okay. You can always be mom's dog. But, but hang out with your brother and give him love. He misses you. Oh, that is <laughs> too sweet. Problem solved. <laughs> well, Terry, <laughs> call us back. Well, and thanks for the hunting info. That's very important. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. Well, hopefully that solves their issues, their familial issues. <laughs> That's so funny. He's totally a mommy dog. Yeah, it's like, no, I don't want to go out. I just want to hang out with mom. That's all. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go to Zach with Marley's Mutts. Zach, welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show. And tell us about um, this sad story that um, with this Little dog. Pancake. Yeah. Little pancake, you got to make light of it. So uh, the girls at the hospital are calling him Little Pancake. But we named him Mitt, like mm-hmm. Mitt Romney, but not after Mitt Romney. Mitt, like a glove, like a baseball mitt. 
Uh, we don't know much about him. Uh, he sounds stray, kind of a typical story. But he has a. If you go to Marley's Mutt's uh, dog rescue on Facebook, you can see. If you scroll through, you can see his X-rays and his picture, and uh, it's essentially a flattened out paw. Um, we kind of really didn't know if it was just trauma from a car accident, you know, from being hit by a car, or. Um, but what it, what it honestly looks like is uh, he sustained some trauma, and then. The uh, he either had to you know like police up his own wound with like by you know basically nibbling off the rest of his foot, uh, which dogs often do. Um, but I don't really, you know he has a severe bone infection all the way up to the elbow, so we have to amputate tomorrow. Uh, but he'll be oh, he'll do? be fine after that. Yeah, he'll be oh. great after that though. This will be like our we've probably had a dozen amputees, and uh, I know they seem to do. great because he's in a lot of pain and he uh he clearly hasn't eaten for weeks and this wound is is clearly very old judging by the x-ray you can even see kind of how the bones are dissolving into his system you know the shattered metacarpals so he's had it for a long time and he's tick covered and uh very ornery you know is very tired of people uh touching him and trying to diagnose him so i think once he gets it and a bone Anytime you have a bone infection, you know, all the way up to the shoulder, I think the pain is just uh, excruciating. Okay, well, let's swollen. talk to him. And what do we want to tell him, that he's going to get it amputated and that he's going uh, to feel better? He's going to know that sooner or later. Um, yeah, I'd like to, uh, if at all possible, well, one, well, two things. One, find out the nature of his injury, if at all possible. And two, uh, just, again, let him try to communicate to him that uh, things are going to get better. Okay. Because his attitude is taking a turn for the worse, understandably. Oh, his attitude has. Yeah, he's very unhappy. Okay. Okay, let's get him. I just feel pressure all the time. And it shoots up to my shoulder. It feels really hot. You know those big tires that go in the fields? I got run over by one of them. I can't tell if it's like a three-wheeler or a um, tractor. I was doing something stupid. I was running alongside barking. And it really hurt me. And then I just ran away. And they never came after me. They never came looking for me. Dad. You gotta tell them something for me. I know they're trying to help me, but it hurts so bad. You know what's interesting that you say it's like a bone infection? Because it reminds me of the same feeling that dogs have when they have bone cancer. It's like this really deep, hot, like, it reminds me of, like, being scalded by an iron, but, like, really deep. Um, The only other time I've seen this kind of condition in an an x-ray is when we see valley fever. Uh, It kind of turns the bones into sponge, and it swells the whole 
the whole area, the whole limb, and uh, you can just tell it's like there's a different look in their face. I mean, they have this yeah, desperate like. Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Burning makes sense. Like, if you talk about burning and and there's no other pain like burning, especially if it's a consistent burning, like with a break, it'll go numb. You know, to a certain degree, they don't feel it after a while. It's just a broken leg. Like, it just dangles. But to have that infection, I think it's a, you're right, I think it's, you know, a consistent Yeah, it's like, it's almost like feeling, like being skewered, you know, like having a skewer, a hot skewer go through you and then burning from the inside out. And it goes all the way up to his shoulder, the burning sensation. Yeah. Um, well, he'll be amputated tomorrow from the shoulder, and hopefully yeah, the Yeah, you're going to be amputated be... tomorrow, and it's going to be so awesome because you're not going to have to deal with that leg anymore. And then you can just run around without that leg. If somebody and tuned into this conversation randomly and uh, – and heard that phrase, they'd be like, what did we just hear? <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on your amputation. No, but Christmas that's your birthday. It's but true, it though. You have to say it to them, you know, because yeah. really it is like that because they, they, um, you know, if it hurts them so bad and their rest of their body is healthy and they'll be able to propel themselves forward, you know, or be able to use all three, yeah. Well, you have to phrase it like that. And then sure. also to tell them that they might have a phantom limb and that's normal. Like to, it's normal to almost feel like your limb is there afterwards, but that feeling will go away in time. Yeah. And not to not to worry about that, but to be we had really named Draper who speaking of phantom limbs, you know, he still had at at the shoulder where he can kind of manipulate that bone. It would you could always see his nub moving underneath his skin, you know, articulating just like the uh, his, you know, twin limb, but uh, obviously not doing anything. But he would always move that nub, always wow. uh, trying to. Uh, yeah. Which is pr- pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. He loved to have his nub rubbed. He loved to have his nub itched. <laughs> yeah, that would be good because what happens sometimes is it gets tingling, like it feels like their leg is asleep. You know, so rubbing it would help that feeling. So probably an adjustment for a dog like that, too, would help, a chiropractic adjustment. That's a good idea. We have have a chiropractor that can help. And, Zach, how can um, people keep keep updated about MIT? Uh, Marley's Must Dog Rescue on Facebook is the best way. We update probably once a day, if not more. Yeah. uh, the, The first post got... I don't know, like 1,500 likes and uh, many hundreds of comments. And yeah. there's a lot of people I know that are interested in following his. Because I think when some of these things come across Facebook, people don't know that uh, people don't know that the dog is safe and that he's going to be okay. They kind of mm-hmm. can get lost in the minutia of Facebook if they don't follow the page. So we're updating every day, and, and um, I'll be down there. We have an event tomorrow at uh, at a big hotel here in Bakersfield. But before then, I'll be uh, swinging by the hospital to make sure he's okay and try and and Great. people can donate through that page too, can't they? Yeah, people can go to marleysmutts.com, our website, our Facebook. Facebook is temperamental. Sometimes the donate button doesn't work, but um, and if they so if they can't donate on Facebook, they can always do it on the website, marleysmutts.com. It's marleysmutts.com, and um, you do such great work that I'm sure every penny counts for these animals. So. And I think Eve wants to say hello, your girl, your uh, deaf, partially blind. Oh. Catahoula mix. She's doing spectacular. We actually found her her counterpoint, um, his dog named Dylan, who's 
completely blind and can hear. She's completely deaf but can see a little bit. And um, they have developed a bond that is priceless. Those no pictures way! on your on your Facebook page yeah, are so amazing. Days. They're yeah. so cute. You have because to check it out, Laura. Eve can't find anybody to understand her. She's somewhat of an alien uh, to some of the dogs. But when we had Dylan added, Dylan immediately, and he can't see any, he's blind as a bat, and he's young. He's a Border Collie Australian mix, and they look very similar. They have a merle pattern on white. And uh, the the bond was instantaneous, and she he kind of follows her around, and he still bumps into things, but she's in front of him, and, and they oh. raffle and horseplay like you wouldn't believe. It's just this <laughs> tremendously positive glow that comes off of them. And then she takes that uber-positive energy and, and has been kind of uh, just um, unshakably resilient with it. So Baloo doesn't, our, our big jet pack general, he doesn't usually engage in in a lower level play like the rest <laughs> of the dogs. But she's basically forced them to do so and they spent about Aww. five hours last night horsing around. Oh Blue my, did, that's so cute. Great, so it's had no, domino no. Effect of, yeah. That those pictures are just amazing of them together. That is so yeah. sweet. There's a video too, I don't think we've posted I haven't posted it yet because I can't post video from the boondocks. Thank you, <laughs> Interweb. Um, but I'll post that, and you guys will just get a kick out of it. It's, but the post, oh, oh my God, are you going to adopt them together now? In, in a perfect world, that would be awesome. I don't know if that's possible. That will certainly be a hindrance to – if we can find – anything's possible in rescue. So ideally speaking, yeah. Never know. That would, be, that would be – I know. Let's put that out there for them because they are just so cute together, and it's such a beautiful be story. Frank, they're better – they're less effort – as a whole, as a unit, to both of them than they would be individually. Exactly right, because they help I each know. other out. Yeah. Mhm. It's like the big one watches the little one. You That's know, it's like so uh, they cool. babysit one another. <laughs> well, Zach, thank you so much for the update, and uh, for all of our callers and audience, you can uh, follow Zach at your Facebook page, which is Marley's Mutt's Dog Rescue. Awesome. Thanks, Zach. I'll keep you guys posted Thanks. tomorrow about little Mitt. Sounds good. All right, keep up the good Great. work, guys. Yeah, you too. Thank you. You too, Zach. Be well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I love those pictures of Eve, and uh, I forget what the other dog's name is, but they're just adorable. I think next time we should talk to them about their relationship. I know. That would be so cool. I want to know. Let's, let's Hear the love story. I know. I just, I'm so amazed by them. <laughs> and you know, you know when you see like all the rescue pictures and like they look, some of them look sad, and you're like, oh, poor puppy, you know? Yeah, yeah. These, these are like, they just give, fill you with joy. Yeah, it's so true. I know. Well, I know because Mitt's picture is sad, but like Zach said, like how he was making kind of more of a light, you know like positive spin on things and that's good because like you always say you don't want to be like oh it's so sad or you know right right exactly so it's good it's good that we're thinking positive thoughts for all of our rescues out there uh let's talk to storm king and his friends for words of wisdom Stormy, honey do you want to do words of wisdom today what do you think? Do you want to do words of wisdom? It is 
Storm King's segment. He is the producer of this segment. I know, That's, right? I know. Storming on me. Is he asleep? He's sort of asleep. But he <laughs> says, tell everyone to be brave in life. What do you mean by that, honey? He says, I mean, if you have a disability or if you have a mental problem, just put your chin up and take one step at a time and enjoy yourself. Because the more you do that, you'll see you'll make a friend, and then it's easier to walk with a friend. Oh, that is awesome. So so we are going to leave you with my new track called Haunt Me. It's about talking with spirits on the other side, our friends on the other side, and keeping connected. Thank you all for listening to our show. Tune in next week here on the Pet Psychic Radio Show and talk to the animals. Until then, you can go to thepetpsychic.com for more information and private consultations with Laura. And you can like us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. So, and tell them how to find you. Oh, you can find me at Yuko Chino on Twitter. See you all next week. Talk to the animals. Mm-hmm.